1: Hello, and welcome again to another Hot Sheet podcast. This is the penultimate Hot Sheet podcast of the year because it is the penultimate Hot Sheet of the year. Uh, this week is the last actual uh, standard Hot Sheet that we're going to do. Uh, I talked about it the other day. We're going to do a little something a little different next week. So it's really only going to be AAA games and a little bit of playoffs here and there. Next week we are going to, instead of hot sheet, we are going to do a list of guys who made the most hot sheets this year. So that should be fun. And then we'll look back at the uh, helium guys and how they did this season. Uh, looking at it myself, we picked some pretty good names. I think I'm, I'm pretty proud of what we did. But we've got one more of these, so I'll, I should introduce myself. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. I'm Bear. He's Parrot. Parrot, how are you doing? Not
2: bad, Josh. Not bad. You know, uh, settling in. Going to watch some exciting playoff baseball tonight. Uh, kind of happy with the last hot sheet of the year. And I'm uh, technically on a, on a little bit of a stake-cation uh, next week. My wife is going to be down in the Dominican Republic for work um, because, you know, she's an, she's an advanced scout, of course, mm. um, you know, my wife, high level, high level advanced scout and in the international stuff. Is your
1: so. wife really going to the DR next week?
2: Yeah, she is. Uh, they have a plant down there and uh, she's in uh, medical device stuff. And uh, yeah, so her and the executive team are going to be down in the Dominican Republic for a week, so nice. yeah, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be here at home holding it down with three kids. Um, so, going so to take my first vacation of my
1: two year tenure at Baseball America. <laughs> well, just let the oldest kid hold it down, and you go to the DR. I'm sure you got pets that can hold it down too. Oh, dude, that would be rough.
2: Yeah, if you know, if there was tricky league or we had something going on, potentially, you know. Um, well, there's Dominican you know, Instructs. Yeah, I guess I got to. I got to talk to. I got
1: to talk to Ben Badler, man. You know. Yeah, and well, and then right. I don't know. It's obviously kind of more serious now. But from in a couple months, you can you can go to the Dominican Winter League series at City Field. There's going to be uh, two or three. I think it's two or three games of the DWL in the big in NYC. That so, might actually be uh, that might actually be worth a worth a trip. Oh, that might be really fun. Yeah, I could. I, I could potentially want to go to that pull it off. Oh, so you are you are more geographically uh, convenient. I yeah,
2: I could stay with family as well. That's uh, not far outside oh, the yeah. city, so uh,
1: yeah, I mean, do that. There friends. we
2: go.
1: Nice. So anyway, penultimate sheets uh, led this week by uh, the uh, the great, the mighty Wyatt Langford. I know he's a he's a favorite of yours. He's going to be real high in the Ranger system when I do that. Jeff, what do you got on Wyatt Langford and his uh anything but meteoric rise? I just don't want to oh, like, it, you need something else that rises.
2: <laughs> Red. Umic rise. Yeah, man. I think he rose like Superman into the sky. Like he just he hopped in, you know, the draft was like a phone booth and he just I hopped he's out of it.
1: a flying gator.
2: Yeah, and was ready to go. He is a flying gator. It's like Sharknado. Um Needs a nickname to go with that, Gator NATO. Um, Gator, Gate NATO. Um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I with Langford, oh, man. You know, I'm kind of enamored with the profile, and you know, I was very much Team Cruise coming into the draft. Um, what we've seen him do in pro ball so far, the plate skills. There's a ton of bat to ball ability there. The approach is excellent and it's huge raw power um i think you can argue and i know that uh, i released my uh hitters with traits to target article had uh dylan white helped me out this year but you know i've done those last couple of years and i hit in a ton of names last year that were very valuable across a variety of formats including redraft leagues and fantasy but it's a little real life baseball uh based where i'm looking at advanced data and Man, I would argue that Langford might be pound for pound the best hitting prospect in baseball right now. Um, I truly believe that. We're going to see what he does in AAA. He handled the Texas League without an issue. Um, and I know it's very easy to dismiss it as an advanced college hitter. Even advanced college hitters typically don't jump out the gates in AA and just mash at the level that Langford has. So I'm excited about him going into the next year. and. You know, it wouldn't shock me if he breaks camp with Texas. I honestly truly believe deep down. That is a possibility that he could, you know, be on their opening day roster and in the lineup. Um, that's that good. He's pretty advanced full off season. See what he works up to. It's just a matter of staying healthy and how they handle it. They're a competitive team. There's no reason not to be aggressive. So I think it kind of sets up that we could see Langford very early next year. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about following this guy's career. I think he's going to be a star.
1: Well, you, you mentioned the fantasy angle of it. And since I am in our BADL Fantasy League and in last place for the second year in a row, since I am terrible and have essentially been in tank mode since day one, uh, I will have number one overall pick again, I believe. And, yeah, uh, you will. I guess that could be spot for Wyatt Langford to land since we are not allowed to pick up draft uh, guys in the middle of the year so maybe I wind up with Wyatt Langford I I had our five-player draft uh, this year I know I led off with uh Jackson Holiday and Ethan Salas so, pretty good uh, I'm pretty I don't remember who the other three were but uh pretty ha- one was Felton and Celestin we did not have the year you wanted to have we'll, we'll but, see he's still young but uh I'm pretty happy with those first two, and if I can add Wyatt Langford to the mix, uh, the the tank job will only get more uh, slightly less
2: tanky. You're like the you're like the Orioles of uh, of of the the baseball America dynasty league one. We had mm-hmm. three. it shaped mm-hmm. down to two; only one and three are still active. And I, I wanted to you reminded me. I think it's good should give a little shout out. I was eliminated in the first round of the playoffs uh, by Darren. Uh, shout out to him. Um, we also had a Doug pulled an upset who is the six seed. Um, and Matt Eddie had a, uh, a buy. And then Chris Willis from battery power, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's actually first. And I think the defending champion in the, in the first battle league. So yeah. shots yeah. out to him. And then in the, uh, in the third league, I got edged out. I didn't make the playoffs. I finished in seventh in that league. Um, but the first round, uh, continued and, uh, we got, uh, you know, a couple of teams here. Defending champions were knocked out. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. We got the Savannah Bananas, the Kane County Cougars, the Fort Waitworth Cats, and the Clinton Lumber Kings are uh, the four finals because in, in the BA Dynasty Leagues, we tend to name our teams after
1: uh, minor league teams. So. What is yeah. my team name? Oh, I think I am – this, this is how deep into the tank I am. I'm the I don't know Red Sox and the
2: Auburn Double Days. But I'm the Red Sox in Battle One, and ah, uh, you yeah. are Duck Bear
1: Pig. You are not duck a bear, bear Pig. That makes you, sense. Of course, don't follow the rules because you are Josh. You well, are that's me. what because my my fantasy teams all that are all run through Fan Tracks are Duck Bear Pig. Um, but you know, to keep the fantasy is not tangent, at all confusing. To keep the fantasy tangent for a second, <laughs> you know, I early in the season, I I was crowing about. Uh, some some good moves I made. I, I traded uh, Michael Harris straight up, this is a different league, for Sandy Alcantara, Shane McClanahan, and Riley Green. Okay. And, <laughs> you're, you're the curse. Hold on. And that guy is in the championship yet again. Because uh, basically what he did was, he's a big Braves fan. He just has essentially the Braves roster. And uh, he's, he's in the championship work. yet again. I traded Gunnar Henderson to get Mike Trout. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so the one year I really tried to win, go for it all, don't just hoard the young prospects. <sighs> yep, I, I did make the playoffs. Usually I'm in like sixteenth place, but That's I got good. bounced I got bounced in the first round because everybody kept getting injured at the wrong time. But you know Uh, what? I feel like that's a big improvement for you, Josh. It is a big improvement, but now I have to restructure because you only get eight keepers, and uh, we have at least one. We've got some TJs on there, so I have to figure out how to do it. Uh, Yeah, anyway, fantasy talk over. Hot sheet talk continues. Moving down the list, I'll let you soliloquy a little bit more about your man or Elvis Martinez. He's not and Elvis. He's or Elvis. He's the alternative to an Elvis martinez
2: yeah i think um you know the strikeout rate certainly climbed in triple a as we expected it to um but still stayed at a tolerable rate you know it was um under 30 percent it was about 27 percent his overall line in triple a was actually better than his overall line in double a because he had that rough two week sort of 15 game stretch because technically three weeks in uh april where he just didn't hit and he had that Atrociously low batting average on balls and play. It was like 100 or like, like 0.090 or something. Uh, but since that point, so from May 1st on, um, this is a 104 game sample. Uh, he's hit 270, 369, 549 as a 21 year old uh, across the two highest levels of the minors with a 23.4% strikeout rate and a 13.3% walk rate. And as I said, 25 home runs. Um, this is the second consecutive season with with twenty five plus. Um, I got to double check on that. Did he actually exceed twenty five plus in twenty twenty one? Yes, actually he did. So he's had three full seasons. He's had twenty five plus home runs in each of those, including a down year where he hit thirty home runs and batted two hundred three. We've seen the plate approach really turn a corner here. He's walking a lot more. There's pitches he's just not chasing. He's not sort of getting fooled by like early count curveballs and stuff that he pounds in the ground or he pops up too high. Just the pitches and the swing decisions were so different uh, in Double A this year, and that carried through to Triple A. And um, you know, I just think when you look at the overall Triple A line, um, forty-nine games, eleven homers, two seventy-three, three forty-seven, five forty. That's a one fourteen WRC plus. Um, really solid numbers for a twenty-one-year-old he's going to be 22, you know, his birthday's in November. So 22 for all of next season uh, on the 40 man roster. I think there's some potential next year for, or Elvis to potentially contribute uh, maybe even on an everyday basis for the blue Jays. So I I think he's still maybe not talked about enough. I know he's been securely in our top 100 all all season. Well, for most of the season, like, know since we since we've done updates i think he's been on there uh he's like in the 60s now um but yeah i I think that uh i think that he's really had a huge bounce back season this year and at 21 years old and with all the power this guy possesses and advanced hitting ability he's he's a profile to believe in
1: yeah he's a really interesting player who's got you know one of the the skills that everybody looks for big big power it's a really exciting player i mean he can He command the strike zone just a little bit better. You you might have something there. Um, We will move on. Just one spot down the list to Owen Casey with the Cubs. And uh, as I wrote in the capsule about him today, it really a lot of it was about the ball, man. Like that first half of the Southern League season, that was brutal for hitters, man. That just, I can't imagine a weirder experiment to be doing and that really screws with, hitters and pitchers. I mean, there are pitchers that uh, looked a lot better with that baseball than they, than they actually were. And you've got to have some, uh, some analysts and some scouts go in there and, and, you know, kind of uh, separate the signal from the noise in that first half. And, it, you know, it wasn't like Casey wasn't producing in the first part. It was, I think he had an eight ninety six OPS uh, before they changed the baseball. But he was striking out, I want to say 34, 35% of the time. And he, it's not like he's gone down to 10%. I, I did this split. It was, I think it's like 29% after the baseball change. But his OPS jumped to like 996 or something. And he's really showed a, um, a more true version of himself. Truer is the word I was looking for version of himself when they're playing with actual, you know, mud rub baseballs and not you know screwy uh pre-tack baseballs from uh, DuPont or wherever they got them from. So I, I think DuPont is actually the answer. Um, no, it wasn't uh it was um it was Dow. That's right. One of those two. Dow is the, the right one. But the point is you know there's a lot of hitters you, you you detailed Jackson Chorio's uh uh rebirth after the baseballs uh changed to normal baseballs there was a lot of um problems in that league and now casey over the last however many games it's been since july 14th has really shown up and and proven himself and jumped onto the top 100 quite frankly and jumped to number four in this week's hot sheet um we will take a short break right now but we will be back very quickly
0: we're driven by the search for better But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. That's why I use Indeed for our hiring at Baseball America. It allows me to do everything On one website, I get quality candidates, I can schedule them, I can interview them, I can screen them, I can send messages to them, all within Indeed. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com baseballamerica. Just go to indeed.com slash baseballamerica right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash baseballamerica. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: And we are back. So let's move down the list a little bit. I know one of your guys this season. Uh, and the guy you covered in your in your system is is Zach Dizenzo uh, you know it's the end of the season he's had a really good year might be like your your breakout prospect of the year um, I think you'd have to share that award with guys like uh, junior cannonero or Roman anthony or, different uh, levels different <laughs> I mean different le- they're all pretty good breakouts um what 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 allowed Dizenzo to break out the way he has um I think it's just the
2: insane raw power. Um, Even though it doesn't necessarily show up in the home run totals, this guy hits the ball hard. Every time he makes contact, um, the high end contact in particular is easily plus plus. I mean, this is a guy that's one of like 12 players with 300 plus plate appearances that had, a 90th percentile exit velocity of 107 miles per hour or higher. Um, there is some swing and miss in the game, but he's kind of um, cleaned that up a little bit since Ohio state. Uh, it's still prevalent, but it doesn't tank him too much. He keeps the the strikeout rates at a reasonable rate. Still think he's a, probably about a 30% K rate guy in the majors. Um, the approach is solid. He gets his walks. He's a better athlete. I think that people realize um, pretty poor, defender at third, Uh, but I do think the power profile with the plate skills will carry it. Um, He's a unique profile. And I think uh, a pretty good job by the Astros scouting and analytics department of identifying this guy, getting him into the fold. And they've done a great job of improving players, plate skills uh, in that organization. So I have a high level of uh, comfort with the Zenzo going forward as somebody that I think the Astros could, develop into a pretty good everyday player
1: and then we'll move one spot down the list to another guy who's uh, among the better breakout this year roman anthony um you know i talked about him a little bit in low a when i saw him and his his salem red Sox the first week of the season and i was really excited to see miguel blaze and and Luis corrales and guys like that and kind of anthony was on the back burner of guys i was interested in Um, But by the time the series was over, he was on the front burner and at a full boil. Like it wasn't, you know, I don't think the numbers that series were particularly loud and they weren't particularly loud in low A, at least from a uh, baseball card number standpoint. But you could see the approach. You could see how hard he hit the ball, too much on the ground. Um, You could see a lot of really good things waiting to happen. And something clicked toward the end of his low a tenure. And he really has not looked back. Um, I think he's slashed, you know, three, four, five uh, since moving to high a, and now he's a double a as a still 19. um, And really hasn't skipped a beat. It's just a really, really interesting player who, you know, vaulted into, I don't know where he is in our top 100 right now, but he's, he's smack in the middle of it. or near the top and could get even better. Uh, next year if he continues breaking out when he'll spend the uh, the entire season at the upper levels uh just really interesting prospect um who kind of was a little bit under the radar um entering the year jeff i think i think you've seen roman this year right
2: i have not i did not get an opportunity to see him in person i should probably get an opportunity to see him next year um quite a bit with Portland. Maybe the year, maybe the year after, but uh, yeah, that Portland team is going to be must watch. I would imagine starting 2024, they might have Teal, uh, you know, uh, Marcella Meyer, um, you know, as well as Anthony and some others. So all those pitchers, it's going to be an exciting team. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, Couldn't get up to Portland last week. Um, It's just too much of a drive. It's two hours plus four hours round trip and, you know, I kind of felt like I could have a chance where I drove all that way. And maybe those guys aren't in the lineup one night.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like when you were to say two hours, I think if I were driving from Portland, Oregon to Eugene, Oregon, I love that drive, but I don't want to do it twice in one day. Like that would, that would drive me insane. So I I think, uh, you know, an hour and a half is mostly my limits for one day drives round trip. Um, so I can understand that. And I guess the key of the Red Sox next year is don't let me see your players. Because I yeah, Anthony's about the only one I didn't curse this year. Uh, when when I saw them, it's just it was just disaster outing after disaster series for for me when I saw their guys for players who have gone on to have pretty decent seasons. Like I saw Perales okay and then and bad. I saw Whippleman Gonzalez pretty bad. Uh, Blaze was not great in the series. I saw him, and then he got hurt. And it's been a, a a very unfortunate year of looking at Red Sox prospects for me. Uh, we will close out the hot sheet, chef by talking about we talked about Wyatt Langford at the top. Let's talk about his natural uh, running mate here, Dylan Cruz. It has not been quite the heliomic rise for uh, Cruz as it has been for Langford. has been you know he started in low A and then uh, skipped over the uh, Polo Grounds-esque dimensions that are in Wilmington, uh, High-A Wilmington, and moved to AA Harrisburg, where he's he got on hot sheet this week, but it's been kind of uh, a little rougher sledding in in AA uh, for Cruz than it was for Langford. Uh, granted, uh, Langford did get to play in the Texas League, where uh, the hitting atmospheres is more favorable and i believe some of that time he spent in amarillo which is the most favorable of the texas league hitting atmospheres frisco uh isn't exactly a pushover either uh but you, know, if you get to play in amarillo you, you're probably going to produce some offense uh not the same case for the eastern league um what did yeah, you yeah. see this what did you think about dylan cruz's full or a uh, professional debut this year
2: yeah, I, I still think if you look at the overall num- numbers, they're fine. Um, weren't the easiest environments that he played in, frankly. And um, you know, the approach numbers are are there. Uh, he's going to get on base. I'm not too worried about him hitting. He's going to hit for power. May not be as much power as Langford hits for, um, but he might get there too. You know, he's got a full off season to sort of work and tweak the swing a little bit if he needs to. Um, you know, if he wants to get a little bit more pull side power, I think it's potentially there. Um, but this is a great hitting prospect. It's going to be one of the top prospects in the minors. Um, I just think he's had the unfortunate experience of having somebody else that was drafted after him that was compared to him really produce at a level that we haven't seen in
1: recent years. And, you know, it's true with Cruz and it's true only to a slightly lesser degree. No, it's no, it's. It's true to an degree with both of them. Um, they both played extremely long seasons. You know, they played, I, I believe, as long as you can play um, in in the college season, you know, from February to the College World Series, if I remember correctly, and then bam into pro ball. So you have to take some of that into account when you are looking at their season. These guys might be tired. They're humans and you know it 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 gets to you so maybe maybe Cruz was feeling a little bit of the the wear and tear of a very very long season and you know that coupled with the jump into pro ball might have uh made it a little little suffer's leaden for him and we'll see Cruz in full next year that sound about right Jeff
2: yeah, for sure. Um, you know, definitely think he's uh, he's somebody to not write off so quickly.
1: No, I don't. I don't. I don't think we're going to write off Dylan Cruz here at the Baseball America Hot Sheep podcast. The Bear and the Parrot are going to stay aboard the Dylan Cruz cruise, cruise until it reaches port. I haven't been on a cruise, and I don't know nautical terms, so that might have not have made a whole hell of a lot of sense. Uh, Jeff, I know we're not going into any games this week. I'm not either. So I don't know what you're showing me here, Jeff, but I know you're not going to any games and I'm not going to any games until the the fall league slash instruct. So what are you working on this week? i uh, got a couple more articles
2: coming out on uh, data-driven stuff, et cetera. Um, you know, getting to work on my top tens as we're starting to get into uh, handbook season and all that uh,
1: happy stuff. So yeah, that's my week, man. Yeah. Same here. More or less minus the, uh, replaced data-driven stuff with editing. Um, for the for the issue, I'm digging around on DSL prospects, uh, and I've got the Giants and the Phillies top tens coming up. Uh, materials are due on October 11th, so less than a less than a month away, and we're we're fully into the beginning of ranking mode. We just got the 2024 handbook template in our email boxes from the esteemed Matt Cat Eddie yesterday, so. It's all systems go here for book season at BA. Anything else to add, Jeff? All right. For Jeff in uh, Massachusetts, I'm Josh in North Carolina saying thank you, and uh, we'll see you next week.